Bannon. Cut to. Exterior. Interior. Restaurant. Bar. Club. Day. Night. Action! Good morning, everyone. That's right. Good morning. Even if you hear this podcast in the evening or in the afternoon, well, it's too bad because it's morning when we're recording this. It's about 5.36. We hear the lovely Los Angeles birds chirping. The magnolia flowers are blossoming. And we have that June gloom, that sexy, sexy, foggish June gloom. That's right. This is why we love Los Angeles. This is why we love recording restaurant fiction in June. All right. Well, anyway, before we begin, just want to let you know, if you want to know more about Restaurant Fiction, you can always DM us at Instagram or talk about and stir up a conversation at monis at restaurantfiction.com. But anyway, this is Restaurant Fiction, the podcast that reviews every single fictional restaurant, bar, and club, and TV, and film. And today we brought along our very, very good friend, director of photography and cinematographer, Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan has been a dear friend for a few years. And let me tell you something, it is very, very difficult to find and keep and grow real authentic friendships in the city of angels. Believe it. So when you have a friendship that lasts well over a year, I'd say you're in pretty good uh, territory there. So well, anyway, what is the fictional restaurant today? Well, the fictional restaurant is Patty's Pub. Patty's Pub is featured in the awesome, long, long, long running show on FX called It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Anyway, here is our review of Patty's Pub and our conversation about the dive bar and other dive bars with director of photography and awesome cinematographer Matt Ryan. Go. Guys, welcome back to Restaurant Fiction. This is Monis Rose. Now, usually we talk to you, we say these very uh, scholarly, well-written reviews of fictional restaurants, bars, and clubs. Well, this is uh, a little going to be a little bit different. This is actually going to be a set of rules, a set of protocols to have a good time at a dive bar. You see, there needs to be that that when you go to a dive bar and you you know a dive bar when you see it, you smell it, you feel it. You use all your senses. And if you abide by these rules, then you will not only have a great time at a dive bar, you will have the best of times at the best dive bar, at least in Philly, and that's called Patty's Pub. All right. Number one, first rule is you must show up at six in the morning. That's right. That is the perfect witching hour for a dive bar, because that's when the dive bar shows its true cards. You know, you really know. It's kind of like going to a strip club with uh, your joggers on. You know, you're there for business. Okay, number two, make sure there's no bouncer. Plus, they don't card. If there are crackheads on the outside, that's fine, as long as uh, they don't bother you. You just do your business, and they do theirs. Number three, if you do not step in gum broken glass, barf, a human being sleeping on the floor, rats, well then, it's not worth your time. Then get 
the fuck out. Number four, if there are actual people working there, meaning are they actually doing their jobs and pouring you a beer? Well, uh, not with your time either. You see, when you walk into a place like Patty's Pub, and this is, could count as number five, there needs to be anarchy. There needs to be that honor and layaway system. You know, don't even bother with paying. Just uh, show up and see what happens. Now, start early. And we're not talking about the day. We've already mentioned that. I mean, age. You see, uh, you can come. We're not going to tell you what age to start by going to Patty's Pub, but, uh, you know, they're not going to check, so start whenever you want. And number seven... Never use the bathroom or go into the basement or the attic. Enough said. And that's it. That is how you have a consistently, not just a good time, but a transcendent time at Patty's Pub. All right. That is our little quick review of Patty's Pub. And I know there is uh, mythology upon mythology, but really you can sum up Patty's Pub in those uh, distinct rules. What do you have to say about that, Matt Ryan? What do you have to add? What do you have to subtract? The floor is yours. Yeah. Thanks for having me. First thing I want to say is you talked about when you first go into a dive bar, the sights, the smells. I think it's the smell that hits you first. The smell that has never been cleaned in the stagnant air. And depending when and where you are, the layer of smoke, likely at eye level, good haze when you walk through. Also want to note about the bathrooms, you should only go number one. You don't want to go number two. If you got to go number two, you just need to go home because there's no door on any of the stalls at a, a good dive bar. No, that is true. You know, and personally, I remember our... My 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 first dive bar in Los Angeles was King Eddie's Saloon. And like when I when I walked in, I mean the first thing I did was step in gum on the floor and I stepped in gum again. <laughs> awesome. Where is that? It's in downtown Los Angeles. It's where uh, the gr- late and great uh, Charles Bukowski, the writer, uh, he, he got inspiration, let's say, from King Eddie's Saloon. <laughs> nice. I have to check it out. Yeah. So the smell. You said the smell. The smell hits you first, man. You know, that stagnant bar mat smell where you've just been having many liquids ambiguous liquids mixed together on the floor maybe some bacteria growth over time (laughs) a little bit of stale beer spilt whiskey tears (laughs) and which now bringing this to real what is then the best and worst dive bar experience you ever had so that that experience where you got to smell the smell and you really smelled the smell. <laughs> sure. The best dive bar experience, that's a tricky one because there's been so many. But the best dive bar experience, I think, has probably happened in the south in Florida, Panhandle. I think that's uh, that's just like a really good, authentic dive bar location. Pretty much any bar is going to be a dive bar down there. And I'm sure you could have some run-ins with Florida Man all the time. Oh, Florida Man (laughs) is a staple. Yeah. There are many a Florida Man. Um, My best dive bar experience is probably, it was kind of of a weird one. It was at a bar in Tallahassee called Poor Paul's. Has kind of a low drop ceiling, just that layer of smoke when you walk in. And I think you just ordered pitchers of beer. I don't think you got a glass of beer. I don't really remember that everyone just kind of drink out of their own pitcher if i remember i think they had like a 
really gross hot dog machine on Mondays to try to get people in or something or some kind of like gross food that was definitely not sanitary to eat or never cleaned. But I went there with uh, actor Stephen Baldwin. We wrapped a job in, in Tallahassee one time and it was uh, it was a blast. Got a got a lot of southern attention there and you know, there's dartboards and and no real rules, no security, no one like you said, no one's checking your ID. You just walk in. That was that was a good one. Also, if it's a real dive bar, there's no urinals, it's a trough. So the trough is a, is another good staple of a an old school OG dive bar, I think. Men and men and the men out there, if you're not uh comfortable with just letting it all hang out, well, yeah, you're going to have to find another another bathroom trough prison. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that was a good experience. You know, it's good friends crew just finished a, a shoot um, in the setting of a of a good dive bar. Um, but one of my favorite dive bars, if I can bring it to to Los Angeles, is it's no longer open. It's a sad thing because I in the city, I think there's a there's a death of the dive bar, which I'm I'm really missing. It's the Big Fish in Glendale. It was in the very industrial section on San Fernando, next to the train tracks, next to the junkyard, and the L.A. River. So you got all those smells combined, which is great. And it's one of those places that only has two beers on tap. It's Bud Heavy and Coors Light. So, <laughs> and I remember I, I lived in Glendale, and I, I could walk down the street, live just a few houses down this long, gray-haired old guy was the bartender. And another thing with a good dive bar is you never know who works there or who is a patron because they generally will will blur together. The guy that's sitting at the bar having a drink will walk behind the bar and you know, pour you a beer. That's that's when you know you're in the proper establishment. First time at Big Fish, the I mean, this is I don't know if there is a worse experience, but this you know the guy went in there with some friends. He just refused to acknowledge our presence or serve us just ignored us and i was like hey man and he would just ignore us so i said hey dude you know i don't know why you're being a dick but i live here and i'll never come back here again if you're going to be an asshole and just being just talking to him like that got so much respect and it completely flipped a switch he's like oh okay yeah no problem what can I get for you guys? <laughs> and I was just like, you just had to be like, you know, one of the weirdos to to fit in there. Because if you're an outsider, then you just weren't weren't accepted. That was almost like a rite of passage. It really was, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, it was really weird. It wasn't that busy either. And only had like four four friends with me. So he just didn't want to serve any young city slickers, I guess. Wow. Man. And then, yeah, and you you called him out. You called his bluff. And then at that moment, it was like, I respect you. Here's your beer. So from these two experiences and plus all the other dive bar experiences you've had in your life, is Patty's Pub real? Like, is that a true dive bar? From from your own experience, does it feel like a dive bar? Is it a dive bar? Uh, What? Yeah. Do they get it right? The creators and all of that. They definitely get it right. You know... It's a little bit of a character on its own, but you always have those bar flies. And I think Always Sunny has like some of the same reoccurring bar flies 
That's always been a goal of mine is to, to be a regular bar fly in a TV show. I think that'd be really fun. Uh, I can't commit that much time, but love to day play as a bar fly. But yeah, I mean, it's the texture in the walls, you know, Philly, big sports town. So, you know, you got the Eagles and you could, you know, you got that texture, the eclectic uh, decorations, I guess you call them on the wall. There's not a ton of thought that went into it. And then it just stayed there collecting layers of dust over the years colors you know just just uh different sources of neon lights or or whatever kind of motivating that kind of gritty gritty dive dive feel i really like it and the biggest thing about it is that it's a meeting spot for the friends to come together like in real life it's where you need a good meeting spot that you don't have to prepare for you don't have to be on in a dive bar, come as you are and be yourself. So in a way, um, by having, we're saying by having like a dive bar is um, one of the main, main sets of It's Always Sunny. It allows, yeah, it allows the characters to uh, have this no fucks giving attitude versus if you uh, counted... Um, if it's always sunny was say the whole thing was set in a mansion or if it, which it would not be, but I'm just saying, well, yeah. Or if it was just an upscale restaurant or something, there's, you know, anywhere you go, if it's nice, you got to put on a nice shirt and got to be presentable, but you literally can roll in like a hobo off the street and get served. No judgment. So how important then is Patty's pub to the show? Oh, it's, it's critical. That's the meeting spot. That's the reason everyone gets together. Obviously, uh, Patty's Pub, it's a comedy. And uh, now from a cinematographer, because Matt, you are you were an amazing cinematographer. So from a cinematographer's uh, point of view, what is the difference, I guess, shooting like a dive bar as like a comedy versus... Um, a drama like what if say you were sh- yeah and and walk me through the process you know when you asked me to to come on the show and and like bar or restaurant i was like well you know you think of like the seinfeld diner you think about friends cafe the central perk and then i was like well the like, the modern seinfeld is is always sunny with a little more more grit and I was like, oh, this is a dive bar. I was thinking about the lighting in it. And I was like, well, it works for a comedy, but in real life, it would be much grittier lighting wise. But they find a great balance of kind of like soft sources for the actors, but are still grounded in that world. So you still have like the red neon lights pushing through or some moonlight or gritty street light coming through the front door. Uh, stuff like that. It's not clean light necessarily, but they have a really good balance of of making it work in that world. But if you were doing a drama, you might, you know, have a lot of atmosphere, smoke in the air, and have, you know, jukebox, fluorescent lights, beer signs, stuff like that be the motivating source. And then for, for a drama, and then you'd just kind of augment it as needed. I've never been a big fan of the under bar light, though. The fluorescent light under a bar. 
is kind of blasting up at the the bartender. Oh yeah, what 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 kind of effect does that create? Yeah, I saw it more in like the '90s and stuff. It was kind of a cheap way out of putting a source somewhere. But it's like an uplight. It's kind of ugly on the face. It's very sourcey. It's hot on the you know, on your torso and it doesn't doesn't fall off as nicely. That I'd like, and you don't see it that much in real life. You see it a little bit. Yeah, I think maybe over the years with LED lighting and stuff, a lot of bars have put it a little more thought into their lighting. But I try to try to stay away from that aesthetically. Assuming you want to go into a conversation about aesthetics of the bar. Well, yeah, I mean, but. because like, so what you're saying is, I mean, the difference of shooting, say, like a Patty's Pub. Um, obviously, it is a comedy, but say it was a drama, um, it wouldn't be as crystal clear. Like it wouldn't be, it wouldn't be as as bright. Obviously, it wouldn't be very crystal clear if uh, if uh, it's always sunny and Patty's Pub was turned into say a, a drama. You and you were you were shooting it and lighting it, etc. It would be. Um, not blurrier, but just uh, a blend, like a little blend. It, would, it wouldn't be as yeah well, toned that, down. Uh, from an art direction, from a set point of view, that set is ready to go into drama mode. All you got to do is reduce the fill light and the kind of the brighter keys in the middle of the room. So they've done a great job of having the background have that grit, but the actors, you know... In the in the set, either at the bar stools or at the at the um, high top tables, um, those are kind of broader, softer lit areas, or brighter lit areas. Not so much soft, but brighter. So if you just pull that down and motivate sources coming from, you know, the jukebox and stuff that we just talked about, then then you're you're in there in the in the dr- dramatic world. All right, so I am um, I'm the head of a studio or network, doesn't matter. It'd be a TV show or movie. I have carte blanche, and I'm now giving you carte blanche to uh, shoot um, your dream dive bar. What does that look like, and how are you shooting that? And, and is it going to be comedy? Is it going to be drama? Is it going to be action? What is the Matt Ryan dream uh, fictional dive bar? And, and yeah. I think drama, suspense, mystery, thriller works best for dive bars. Really? Yeah, I mean, I mean drama, with comedies, you're generally a little more high key. Okay. And your lighting and a little wider. But I think you can do a lot of cool, gritty stuff, mysterious. There's a lot of mysterious things that happen in dive bars. The bar flies, the people that are there. You know, every time you walk into a dive bar for the first time, a real dive, there's an old creepy dude at the end of the bar that's been there for years that is vetting you the moment you walk in. And he just, they got, you can feel the eyes looking at you. And those guys have stories. It's not, they're, they're generally not warm, welcoming places right away. I mean, I'm talking a real gritty dive. Like, not not some L.A. dive-themed place. I'm talking real shitholes. Yeah, especially that where you immediately, you're not going in for the kitsch. You're not going in for a laugh. Um, you're in the middle of nowhere, and this is like, you are a fish out of water, and this is for um, so many people their only therapy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard some crazy stories. 
I'm sure uh, a blo- blo- uh, excuse me, above and below the belt. Yeah. <laughs> and you never know what you're going to walk into. I mean, um, this is not a question. Um, uh, one of ours, we once went, Restaurant Facial once went to the Salton Sea, and there's no good spot in the Salton Sea area. And for those not familiar, it's kind of, um, it's outside of... Um, the IE outside of San Bernardino County on your way to like, I think it's either past or right before Palm Springs or adjacent to, but anyway, we walked in and, uh, there was a, a raisin of a woman in her eighties with, uh, just a bra and started calling us, uh, uh, pussies from right when we walked in. Like what, what do you want pussies? Like, like, and I was with a buddy. Perfect. Yeah. It checks out. Yeah. <laughs> Like the old guy staring at you the moment you walk in. Exactly. She just verbalized what this guy was thinking. <laughs> Which is another reason we probably didn't get served right away because we probably had like a nice button down shirt and, you know, some s- city slicking asshole who's going to a dive bar in the city. It's not like, you know, Glendale is like the new Beverly Hills. Yeah, I know. How can, um, a writer enhance the role of a cinematographer. It all starts with the script. If the story is a good story, the writer has communicated the feeling, the look, the motivation of a scene for the actors, for the direction and for the cinematographer. So Setting up a scene, setting up a feeling usually happens on the page, hopefully happens on the page. And that's where I draw my inspiration. Um, Matt, what, what question am I not asking you? Biggest piece of advice I'd say for a young cinematographer would be to just keep shooting anything and everything you can and put as many resources as you can onto the screen, whether it's get better, try to get better lenses or see it all the way through. If you could scout the locations or do the color grade, I did a ton of free work outside of like a one day shoot or something, you know, to prepare for it, to get it as, as good as possible for the real. And then that is a stepping stone for the next project. Excellent. Matt, how was it? That was restaurant fiction. It was awesome. All right, cool. Thanks for having me, man. Absolutely. Matt, like all of our guests, that was awesome. Actually, that was, uh, you were one of our better guests. So you are welcome back uh, anytime you want, even faster than our previous guests. Just don't tell our previous guests that. I know this is on the record. Anyway, guys, if you want to know more about Matt Ryan and the work he has done, the work he has made, uh, please go to his website. It is mattryandp.com. That is spelled M-A-T-T-R-Y-A-N-D-P.com. If you want to know more about Restaurant Fiction, well, I mean, wherever you found us in the first place, whether that be iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Audible slash Amazon, you know, because they kind of own each other now. Well, et cetera, et cetera. If you want to actually reach out to me, we're on Instagram, Restaurant Fiction, 
and then email me personally, monis, M-O-N-I-S, at restaurantfiction.com. Love to hear from you. Love to hear what you hated. Love to hear what you loved. Just love to have a conversation about fictional restaurants and bars and film. Anyway, that's about it. Until next time, guys, keep it real, keep it fresh, and always keep on the flip side. Cut to exterior, interior, restaurant, bar, club, day, night.